Welcome into the Shy Guys Football Podcast. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment for our salute to service. As a veteran of the United States military, it was my distinct privilege to have experienced some of the most incredible support from our civilian counterparts. From care packages while we were deployed, to programs that enable us to take care of and provide for our families with a stable foundation while we're away, and everything else that you can imagine, your support has truly been the difference. If you are looking for a way to support our troops or are someone who already has been, then I encourage you to consider some of the following nonprofit organizations. All of them make an incredible difference. Please visit thewoundedwarriorproject.com, the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society at nmcrs.org, the Special Operations Warrior Foundation at specialops.org, freedomservicedogs.org, and hopeforthewoundedwarriors.org. For those who need the help, they deserve it. Let's make sure we take care of our troops. Football fandom, welcome to the Shy Guys Football Podcast, your weekly source for fantasy football news and advice. I'm Donnie Mack, and with me as always is Anthony Lucasic. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And joining us again for the second time, we've got Mike. Welcome back, Mike. Thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, You know, big shout out to two people, two people, wordsmith again, right? (laughs) Uh, Two people on YouTube, uh, two fans out there. One, Matthew Hardick. You know, really happy that he is uh, joined us and is following us on YouTube. Uh, I know him a little bit as he's my son. <laughs> and this mystery guy, R.T. Lang. Who can R.T. Lang be? Uh, <laughs> I guess that's a mystery that maybe I know and everybody can find out one day. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> he commented saying he very much, he or she, we don't actually know. That's true. Commented uh, that really appreciated your appearance on the show so we thought like you got yourself a fan there yeah, yeah and it only cost me fifty dollars per week but uh, <laughs> uh, but happy to be back guys uh happy to say that i did win my own fantasy football league good a uh, little scare there from uh digs we can talk about that a little bit later but snuck it out by about a point and a half after being like a 40 point favorite yeah, no, I've heard reports of, like, the, there, there were people that were up by over 80 points, right. and they lost to Josh Allen, Diggs, the Bill, Bills <laughs> kicker, and the Bills defense. It, it was wild. That's, yeah. that's a hard Crazy, right there. Crazy, huge Wild game. championship oh, week. Yeah. Our, well, speaking of wild championship weeks, our redraft leagues, the Shy Guy football redraft championship game, came down to less than one point. It was, I think, like point seven five separated yeah. the, the wow. two teams. Yeah, it was really close. The, the our dynasty league was very close too. It came down to the last game. Yeah, that that would I think ended up being like four four, points. four, four points. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty close games. Yeah, our league has been close all season long. Yeah, though. both both leagues. Yeah. It, it really has been. Oh, that's what makes it fun, right? No, it's, the competition's been great, right. and, it, and congratulations to the winners, uh, Jake Cowger, for our uh, redraft league king of the moment, and for our eternal glory league, our dynasty league. That championship goes to my wife, Peanut. Yeah. Peanut, congratulations. Congrats, Peanut. Yeah. You, those of you watching will have seen Peanut on the show earlier in the season. Which means the trophy gets to stay in the Shy Guy studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really the big thing. Like, we were, middle of the season, we're like, 
we got to really get these teams going. We got to win. We got to win because yeah. that trophy's got to stay in this. Didn't team. work out the way I had planned, but I'll take it. <laughs> right. It's worth it. Well, we, all this talk about championships means we are past week 16, which means for most of the fantasy players out there, your championships have run. Your season is over. Congratulations to all of you who won. Congratulations to those of you watching who won. Thanks to our advice. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> But there is still a little bit left to cover because some leagues do go up until week 17. So we will be giving some advice for those players that still have another week left to go in their season. We will be doing another show next week, and we're going to talk about that in a second. First, we have some information for you about our fan giveaway. We want to keep giving you those updates and reminders to get in. Anthony, tell them how they're going to enter to win some of our lovely stuff. Yeah, so do us a favor. Please help us out. We've been here helping you all year long. We're going to keep helping you all off-season long, and we just need some likes, subscribes, some shares. Just uh, help promote the show, guys. And when you do, take a picture of what you did and send it to us, and that'll give you an entry. You can get an entry for subscribing to us on YouTube, following us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Apple Podcasts, or any podcast platform. And if you give us a review on any of the podcast platforms, Take a picture of the review and send that to us as well, and we'll give you five entries into the contest as well. Right. I heard, Ed, as long as it's a good review, though, right? <laughs> well, we prefer Preferably, it. yeah. If you uh, have a bad review for us... Please just talk to yeah, us. Tell us. Give tell us, us a chance to like. fix yeah. it first, right. people. Instant Come on. message. Come on. It's, it's year one of the show. We're still making changes. As Those of you who have been with us since the beginning saw some of our preseason, off-season moves show. You know well, that the show, the show has then. changed a lot, and yeah. we're going to continue building that. We're going to try. Uh, we're going to continue building that next year and the year past that and past that and continue on, hopefully, until we're too old to do the show. For sure. That's, that's, the, the, that's the dream, guys. That's the idea. So help us out. Keep us here. Well, we alluded to a bit that we're still going to do a show next week, but we've got a little something special. Yeah. So basically for Pandora's Box this week, it's there's not one. We're going to say patience. Basically, we're building for our episode next week. Next week, we're going to be doing the Week 17 recap real quick, just to wrap up things for any of you that were in the Week 17 uh, championship game. And, you know, uh, we're mainly going to be focusing on the award portion of the show. It's going to it's going to take up a whole... we got a lot of things planned for it. Uh, make sure you guys stay tuned for that one. Make sure you tune in next week for our, our award show. It's going to be great. we got a lot of surprises. And so it's kind of like with the Pandora's box. It's it's like we're skipping this week. We're, we're building. We're, we're making this a quicker episode. This is going to be short, sweet, to the point. Get you guys the info that you need to have a successful Week 17 if you're still playing. And basically, we're just, yeah, we're just building for the award show, man. And it's, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like you ever play a video game and you get like the character that's got to like skip an action Right, because they're like channeling a big ability. Yep. It's kind of like we're 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 channeling right now for like the big blow up everybody spell. Yeah, that, that, that's what we got going on, and that's the award show. And so make sure you guys turn into that. Yeah, and we say quicker show this week. You can look down at the timeline of the video or the timeline of the podcast so and see and see if we actually <laughs> lived up to that. But that's the plan. Uh, we want you to be prepared for a big show next week. So as we said, no Pandora's box this week, which means we're moving right along to news, notes, and injuries. Post-game show is brought to you by Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. And we want to start off by reminding you to look out for all of your star players if you are playing in Week 17, if their teams are locked in on the playoffs, and we've mentioned this before leading up, but this is really where it's going to come into play. Your star players may not be playing. They may not be starting, or they may not see a lot of game time. So make sure you check and see those matchups. Check and see the teams those players are playing on and make sure they're going to be giving that full effort for you in Week 17 so you can win your championship. In addition to that, 
a lot of the info we're going to give you today, not all of it is going to be applicable come game time, right? Because we don't know which starters are going to be set. Right. We, we have a few ideas at the moment, but realistically, you should be tracking this up to game time. If you're, if you're playing for something this week, you should be paying attention to your guys. And in addition, pay attention to guys that are not your guys. Go look for the, look for the players that are going to have opportunities to step up in the wake of a missing yeah. star. Go to the waiver wire and pick up that guy for the week. You know, uh... There's there's tons of them out there, guys. Just you know, if you need any advice or help, hit us up. Yep. Shoot us a message. Shoot us an email. Anything you want, get in touch with us, and we will help you out. We will help you fix your lineup for sure. Sounds good. Well, and speaking of one of those players, James Robinson reportedly will be rested for Week 17 matchup, closing out a great rookie season. Uh, we've also gotten news: Daryl Henderson joins Cam Akers with an ankle injury of his own, making Malcolm Brown the last man standing in the Rams' backfield. That random go mer- ram ram dumb merry go round, man. Yep. I can't talk today either. <laughs> you guys down some, to one, down you to guys one need pony. Some of this, some of my special show juice. Yeah, right. That Starbucks is great, isn't it? Yeah, next up, not uh, a paid promotion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, next up, we have uh, first round pick Dwayne Haskins released. And goes unclaimed on the waivers, officially a free agent. What a mess, guys. What a mess. Do yeah, you think anybody's crazy, gonna right? pick crazy? Yeah, talk about a fall from grace, right? Yeah, I mean first round pick, stud star quarterback at Ohio State. I didn't I, I never liked his arm, to be honest with you. I never liked his arm talent. I never liked him as a quarterback. Uh, yeah, do you, th- do you think he's done? Well, apparently his team doesn't like him as a person either, right? <laughs> yeah, there's that. There's yeah, that as so, well. And you but, find that out too, and it's like, well, then why why are we going to try to build you up as a player when you don't even want to be here, man? Yeah, I, I don't know. He will land somewhere in what capacity is sort of where it's going to be. Practice yeah. squad, possibly. I, yeah, he's, he's definitely got a, a long road ahead of him if he wants to get back into the NFL because it's, it's basically that's the point that he's at. And so, yeah, it just depends on where he catches on and where he gets a chance. There's... That's the nice thing about the NFL, though, is that there's never any shortage of chances. It's just what are you going to do with the limited opportunity you get? Yeah. Yeah, especially coming off like a bad rap. Exactly. You know, coaches are not yeah. going to So he's, he's going to have to be a model. And that was Riverboat Ron, right? That's Riverboat Ron that sent them packing. Yeah, generally a well-respected a, head coach in the league, yeah. He has yeah. a pretty, good toler- or pretty high tolerance for the, you know. I think that that's one of the reasons why you saw him go unclaimed off waivers and just go straight to the free agent market because you got to figure, I mean, it's a – friendly-ish rookie contract, but it was still a first-round contract. And so with Rivera, and yeah, that's it's a mess, man. I agree. Yeah. We'll have to see how that one plays out. Next up on our list of news, notes, and injuries, Cooper Cup placed on the COVID list. If our season wasn't over, I'd be disappointed, but I don't have to worry about that this week. It's a uh, good thing about the Week 16 championship, right? Yeah, exactly. Speaking of which, by the way, because I did forget to bring this up at the start of the show, uh, be aware next next season that the league is uh the NFL is talking about expanding to 17 games, That's right. and so you might want to be moving your champ. Talk to your uh, commissioner and make sure that you guys are yeah. voting this off season on what you're going to do. You know, if you're a Week 16 championship league, you're going to want to move to Week 17. If you're a Week 17 championship league now, you should probably just keep it. Because you don't want to be in the week week eighteen championship matchup yeah. having the same issues you're having this year with the missing players and the missing studs and all that jazz. Right, yeah. and, and yeah. going into a, a normal season, a seventeen week season, not a seventeen game season. How many injuries are we walking into this week? You know, people are sitting. So if there's another week, that's even scarier, in my right. opinion. Yeah, for sure. See, I think I would have had a good okay. season if we had like a week four championship. 
I started off the season very strong before the injuries. <laughs> I guess I could put a little golf like reference here. I feel I, like I, DFS I, is right up your alley, I, my friend. <laughs> I, so you know, I play I play a fair amount of golf, and it's eighteen holes. But I always had a joke that I think it should be fourteen holes. That's yeah. not when I'm done. That's oh, sometimes really? how I feel about football seasons. Yeah, See, I'm not a golfer. <laughs> Yeah. Driving range. We'll, we'll, we'll do, I'll, I'll do that one. <laughs> Nitty golf or something. Once, for me, <laughs> you know? I, I like the clown. Yeah. <laughs> the for, for me, a day of golf is over when the six-pack is empty. That's when I was like, all right, let's turn around. Isn't that fishing? Is that the same for fishing? It's fishing. It's golf. It's bowling. Yeah, it's I need, darts. I need, it's... I need, I need, give me football. Give me basketball. Give me, <laughs> give me these action running around, hitting people, man. I, I like it. Yeah, I'll, I need some action. Talk about getting way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end here. of the season, man. We're just having fun at we this are, point. <laughs> we are having a lot of fun. Uh, moving down our list of news, uh, Mason Rudolph to start week 17 versus Cleveland for Big Ben. Uh, Joe Mixon reportedly will not play week 17. Uh, and finally, rounding out our news notes and injuries, coming off of week 16, Brandon Ayuk suffered a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Likely going to end his season as well. Yeah. Well, not too much of it left to end, so, yeah. All right, that'll do it for this week's news, notes, and injuries. We start now to take a look at some of those big players this week in our studs and duds category, and we look at some studs to start us off. the old-fashioned way, with two swords and maximum effort. And starting us off in our stud category for the week, we have our quarterbacks. And number one, Josh Allen, 32.3 points with that win against New England. Completing 27 of 36 for 320 yards and four touchdowns. Hard to be disappointed with numbers like that. Number one QB in the week, man. He was awesome. He's been great all season long. Yeah. Yep. That did a lot of interesting things to a lot of championship games out there. I don't think that you can quite put him in the MVP race against uh, Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. I have Kyler Murray up there, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's been bad towards the end of the season. But yeah. uh, it was in that conversation. And But, yeah, no, he's been fantastic all season long, man. Yeah, most definitely. Well, number two on our studs of the week, we have Tom Brady, 29.9 points, just shy of that 30-point mark. But, yeah, we'll, we'll call it nears makes no difference. Completing 22 of 27 for 348 yards and also four touchdowns here. In one half a play. Right. <laughs> he played half the game. They pulled him after halftime. Yeah, that's a heck of a performance for half a game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You had to be happy if you rolled with Tom Brady. If you went with TB12 against Detroit, I mean, come on, that's a smash play. Right. Let's go. All right, and rounding out our quarterback studs of the week. Am I seeing this right? Andy Dalton, 27.6 points, seeing 22 of 30 for 377 yards and three touchdowns. Where go Andy Dalton? I I heard he was still in the league. (laughs) They they had to dust him off a little bit and bring him him back out. They had to shake off that rust a little bit. Does he have gray hair now or no? (laughs) No, not I mean, not bad. Not a bad performance at all. No. Uh, it was a little little weak when he first came back, but yeah, I mean, with with targets like Michael Gallup and CD Lamb, and then you do have Amari Cooper. Now, granted, he drew the Darius Slay matchup in that game, but yeah. you know, CD Lamb and Michael Gallup. Mike Gallup's been on a tear lately. The last four weeks, I want to say he's been just unstoppable. Well, it's been he, great. He has stepped it up, right? He's trying to earn that spot and stay there i think yeah i think he wants to stay there with cd lamb there now yeah mm-hmm. he's, he's got to work for everything he gets don't yep. blame him all right well that'll do it for the quarterback studs coming off of week 16 let's take a look at some of our running backs who do we have in the running back category yeah starting us out with alvin kamara super kamario Super Camario coming in with 54.7 points in half-point PPR leagues. 22 carries for 155 yards. And the record, tying the record, six touchdowns. 
Which is good enough. One hell of a game. If you, it's good it, enough to be one hell of a game, and it, also our king of the moment this week. For sure. If you were if you were lucky enough to have him on your squad for the fantasy championships, oh my goodness, you had to sit there and think, all right, well, I've already won. That's cool. That's you know, that's moving half forward. Of the, that's well, probably like forty percent of a team's points in a championship game. In one player. In one player, yeah. Definitely. For I, sure. you know, I wonder what percentage of championship teams he was on. You know, I would think it's probably it's, pretty low. Yeah, because he did yeah. he yeah. did dud out a little bit in the semifinals. And so that, that hurt a lot of people. Right. And then to have this kind of blow up. And that's kind of the thing about fantasy football. Realist, realistically, it, it's all about getting to the playoffs, right? And that's what we're here for, to help yep. you do, right? And then to help, help you through the playoffs. But any given week, it just it kind of depends on your matchup, who, what other player you're playing against, what teams those players are in both right. in both sides of that are playing against. And, you know, just it's, it's just kind of – any single week, you could have the greatest team in your league by a lot. You can lose any given week, right? Oh, yeah. And so at that point, once you get to the playoffs, it's just about getting to the next round, getting to manufacturing wins, finding people off the waiver wire to, that might get two more points than the guy you have starting. You know what I mean? It's just – it's anything that you can do. And so – yeah, it's 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 fantastic to, to to have made it that far. You know, you're a winner. If you make it to the playoffs, you had a great fantasy football season. You have bragging rights. Yeah, to be the champion, that that takes a little bit of luck. There, you have to have a little bit of luck to get through all the way to the end. And you know, hey, kudos on you. Good yeah. job. And and I want to say it's a record tying six touchdowns, but he did break a record for having a second appearance on our king of the moment. Oh, that's a record. Yeah. It's going down in the books, guys. Yeah. It's, so uh, there you go. I bet that record's never broken. <laughs> I want to say the, rec- the, the <laughs> record that he tied was for rushing touchdowns, which was, I think, wasn't it they were saying set in 1928 or something like that? So that's before the Super Bowl era, folks. Yeah. That's before, like, the NFL proper. You know what I mean? And so it, it, in all honesty, in my opinion, that record's his. Right. Nobody's right. done that with this kind of talent around the league yeah. and this many teams in the it, league. It's, it's, a, it's the modern era record. It's, yeah, it's a different sure. game than it used to be. It, it's a modern absolutely. era Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. All right. Sure. Well, congratulations, so, Kamara. Moving on, our number two stud of the week is Miles Gaskin coming in with uh, thirty-one point four points. The Gas Man, fourteen rushes for eighty-seven yards, five catches on five targets for eighty-two yards and two TDs. Has Buffalo coming up next? He's Gas Man's back. Yep. Good to see him back. Right. And then following up with Samaje Pirine. Welcome back, <laughs> Samaje Pirine. It's been a couple years. But, hey, 27.6 points in the win against Houston, 13 rushes for 95 yards and two TDs, adding in a nice little bonus of four catches on four receptions for 41 yards. Hey, look, since he's got Baltimore coming up next week, I'm not expecting a repeat performance on this one. No, and you're real high on Baltimore this week, aren't you? Uh, yeah, no, I have Baltimore really coming to play. They're, they're, they, they, I think it's lose and go home for them. I don't right. think they make the playoffs. And so, yeah, when you have the Cincy matchup, I don't – I don't think they're going to be taking their foot off the gas in this one. I'm not really expecting much from Cincy. I think you're going to see vintage Baltimore in this this good. week. Looking yeah. forward to it. Cold Maybe. weather game, so it should be good. Yeah, it's always interesting. All right, well, that'll do it for our running back studs of Week 16. Let's look at some of our wide receivers. We jump across the table. Mike, who you got for us? Well, there are three straight-up studs here, and the first one, uh, you're probably a Bears fan if you're watching the show. <laughs> uh, Devontae Adams went off 37.7 points. He is 11 for 12, 142 yards, three touchdowns. And guess what? As I said, he's playing the Bears this week. Yeah, yeah and we have at least one Packer fan out there watching. But, we do. Yeah, he's in, our, he's in my league. Oh, well, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Stefan Diggs. Can't you dig it, sucker? 
So Diggs almost ruined my fantasy year, um, like Josh Allen did to some other people. Congratulations as well. on weathering the storm. I, yeah. I did, and it was only because they pulled him, man. <laughs> it was, yeah, I, it was really only. I was so happy when they pulled Josh Allen because, again, my wife she won by four points, right. and her opponent was playing Josh Allen. Oh. <laughs> as soon as they benched him, I, I, I was texting. Her. Well, it, it was scary because it looked like Buffalo was just there to run up the score against New England, and Belichick. Yeah. You know, and I've watched enough New Why England. We all you? have. Right. New he didn't look like he wanted to be there at all. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a rough season for New England. We knew that going into it. And then in addition to that, they had the COVID opt-outs, which right. were a lot of key pieces, yep. more than any other team in the league. And so, yeah, you know, it's, it's been a nightmare over New England. It, yeah, I made a I made a joke about I think we I think the scene I'm thinking about, we edited, we ended up ed- editing out. But I, I, did, I had a joke in the preseason of, uh, of our preseason breakdown, our kind of pilot episodes for the show. Um, about Bill Belichick possibly kind of tanking the season to getting ready to hand it over to Josh McDaniels and yeah. give him the high draft pick to go get his quarterback that he wants okay. and, and all that stuff. I didn't realize that if it would anybody, actually... If anybody would, he'd be the one, too. I think that his career could sustain doing such a goofy thing. He's yeah. a first, Bill Belichick is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, legend. No Absolute legend in the game of football. And so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> why not set up your boy Josh, who turned down a head coaching job to stay with you? Yeah, Come right. on. Yeah. Uh, show a little respect. Come on. Well, he also set up Stefan Diggs last week. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Stefan only got 37 points, 9 for 11, 145 yards, three touchdowns. Um, he's got a favorable matchup again this week, guys. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much Allen and Diggs are going to be playing, though. Yeah, but... You're probably right now that I think about it. Yeah, uh, although, I'm not sure they're playing to improve their seating. I don't, I, I'm not I don't, sure. I don't either, but I, if I, re- I think if I remember correctly, last year the Bills did not take their foot off the gas. They, they're typically a team that doesn't. McDermott, right. it, it's like their head coach. And so we'll see. And they, another reason to target uh, Bills in your uh, drafts next yep. year. Sure. And uh, this is why you're listening to this right. show. If, if you're one of those teams that, you know um, – not doing so well, sub subpar record, not really looking to improve. That, that you're, Those are the people that are not watching shows like this. Mm-hmm. It's the guys that are watching and gals that are watching shows like this that are the ones who are going to be in the championship and going deep into the playoffs next year and every year because you're, you're looking for ways to stay up to date with what's going on around the league. And the more info you have, the better decisions you can make. And that's why you, you, you watch shows like this. Info, opinions, and just different viewpoints. For sure. Yeah, you want to get as much different takes out there as you can, for sure. So, and ours are the best, so you got to make sure you get ours. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, rounding out, number three, Mike Evans had a day, too. 35.1 points, 10 for 12, 181 yards, two touchdowns. He's probably going to have a big week. Yeah, against Atlanta? Yeah. yeah. I mean, soft matchup again. Yeah. And, yep. uh, it, 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 again, it just depends on how much they're going to be playing TB12. So right. we'll see. Yep. We'll see how that works we out. We will see how that goes. All right, that'll round out our wide receiver studs of Week 16. We got some tight ends for you next. Who do we got leading off those tight ends? Jimmy Grandpa. We can't bust heads like we used to, but we have our ways. Leading the league this week with 20.9 points in the win against Jacksonville. Four catches on five targets for 69 yards and two touchdowns. Now, we talked about last week Cole Komet being a potential streamer for this week. This is what we would have had in mind for the upside, right? However, Jimmy Grandpa. Now, check this out. 47% of snaps compared to Cole Komet's 91%. Right. This is That's insane. As a Chicago Bears fan and fantasy football player, longtime fantasy football player, this is why a lot of people in the fantasy football community, just including Bears fans especially, 
like almost especially hate playing Bears players because like we don't know where the volume is going to go, man. <laughs> it, you, look at this: forty-seven percent versus ninety-one percent of snaps, and look at the difference. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you yeah. just can't. This is a fantasy football analyst's worst nightmare. Yeah, if you terrible. came to me and said, "Who of these two guys do I play?" This guy sees about fifty percent of snaps. This guy sees pretty much every snap. I'm going to say, "You go with the one who's out there on the, the field." Game. Yeah. No, no, we're just going to bring not. in Grandpa to, to get out there with <laughs> yeah. his walker, and and I would agree with that. But Cole is a he's a run blocking tight end. And the Bears are having yeah, they success want him to running. Be both, though, yeah. right? Well, they do, but I guess they got to use Jimmy because they're paying him. Yeah, no, that's fair. You got to get some kind of production out of right. him. I th- I, I, every time I saw Jimmy Grandpa in the red uh, on the field in the red zone, my first thought was, "Oh, there's Ryan Pace trying to save his job." <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, that eight million it wasn't for nothing. <laughs> But following him up, we had Irv Smith from the Minnesota Vikings coming in with 20.3 points and two touchdowns of his own on six catches on nine targets, guys. He's definitely got the volume this week. He's been getting it for the last few weeks. Kyle Rudolph's been a little bit banged up. Conklin's been in there. But it looks like Irv Smith's, man, they really want to get this guy involved. He was, what, a second-round draft pick two years ago? I want to say something, something along. It, it sounds about right. A little about my pay grade. <laughs> I'll Google it later. So yeah, no, Irv Smith is definitely a t- the tight end of the. F- I think they feel like he's the tight end of the future. Just had a little case of the drop skis last week, but yeah. comes back this week with a strong performance. And then of course our guy Travis Kelsey, the monster Zeus, coming in with nineteen point three points in the win against Atlanta. 13 targets, 7 receptions. Look, this is why people are making a case to pick him up at the end of the first round in next year's drafts, guys. Can you imagine that? I don't yeah. know if I could pull the trigger on a tight end in the that's, first round. but That's a that's a little bold. You're really handicapping your running back situation there, but, but he's got if wide, he has another season, if he does what he did this season again, would it not be worth it? And he has wide out one points. Yeah. Right? So yeah. He, he's there doing it. it, it at this point, it's like, get, why you wouldn't late, you trust rap, him to do it again? If you can get him late, then wrap him with a running back or something good, that's not bad. I mean, for me, it was Kittle in the third round everywhere mm-hmm. going into this year, which obviously hurt. That yeah. <laughs> had a little bit of a rough one, guys. <laughs> but and I'm, in all honesty, I'll probably be doing the same thing next year because I don't think that I, I'll pay the low first round, high second round cost that Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. is probably going to come with. With the with that, that the price tag after this kind of season, it's got to be there, right? I mean, you remember there were seasons where Gronk was going in first. Oh round. yeah, yeah, and so yeah. As, I mean, high, as high as like six and seven. I see. I like the value guys that have the shot at the same upside. I'll always take the later round guy that's got the shot at the same kind of production. Yeah, it might not it, less of a likelihood to hit, but I'll probably be happy with what I get, especially with where I get them. Right? right, that's the key. As long as you're happy with the pick and you can make up some of the difference with stability elsewhere, that's for that's sure. And we'll be talking about all this kind of stuff in detail. During the entire offseason, when we bring you the episodes, we're, we're giving you guys lots of content right I, along these lines. I was just thinking a tight end show would be great. It, you know, There's a couple different strategies with tight ends oh, yeah. out there. Well, I was thinking strategy yeah, shows yeah, is yeah. what we're going to yeah. be bringing. But, yeah, tight end strategies will definitely be a segment in there mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay, well, that'll do it for just the week me, 16. Forget. <laughs> that'll do it for the week 16 studs. Now it's time to look at some of those performances that didn't quite measure up. In fact, they were so bad, we call them duds. <laughs> Poor Garth. <laughs> and looking at some of our dud QBs coming off the week, leading us off at that list, we have Baker Mayfield, who came in at a QB 34 spot. His wide receivers are out with COVID. Uh, connects on 28 of 53. Yeah, you can't blame him for this one. Yeah. No, he had no receivers, man. I, 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 apparently, the story is 
a linebacker got the COVIDs, and then the wide receivers were all in the hot tub with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is why you don't get a hot tub without a mask, guys. Yeah. It's it's un- it's an unfortunate thing to happen, but that, that's what this year has been. It's been the crazy trying, yeah, trying to keep up the fact that we on. made it through the year. I'm just happy. I'm I'm in a great mood. I don't care. We made it through a fantasy football. So we got to have football, guys. We almost lost football for a year. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I could have made it, guys. <laughs> I, I was reluctant to start the season with fantasy. You know, I have a fantasy. A lot league. of people were. A lot of people didn't want to play at all. They're like, we're not even going to have a real season, guys. Right. I'm like, no, you know what? Roll with it. We'll see. It, nothing, worst comes to worst, you refund the money at the end of the, if right. the season gets canceled. You know what I mean? At yeah. least give it a shot. This is fun. Right. It know? is. And it gave us a chance to start the show. That's true. So, all yeah. right, let's, let's, talk some more, <laughs> let's talk some more QB duds of the week. Uh, number two on our list is <laughs> Drew Brees. And... I mean, as much as I love the guy, this wasn't again. A, this wasn't a bad performance because of where all of where all of those scores came from. Yeah, Kamara's I mean, happy. Kamara very happy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Kamara, very Kamara Christmas. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're talking twenty six passing attempts, connecting on nineteen of them for three hundred and eleven yards. It's still the throwing, two interceptions. The two kind interceptions of, brings yeah, it down, but that, still that, throwing that for some decent yardage. Clearly not throwing as much as he normally would, but when you've got Kamara having enough daylight. Yeah, no touchdowns and then two interceptions on top of it. That's 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 a rough week. Yeah. Uh, seeing week 17 against Carolina. Number three on our list of quarterback duds this week, we have King Goffrey. QB 28 on the week, connecting on 24 of 43 for 234 yards and an interception. Seven on the ground for 23 yards. He's week 17 against Arizona. I was just going to say, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, right. I was going to say, not my kind of king, right? But, <laughs> hey, no, to be honest with you, I got to give this dude props, though. Because, I mean, it, did, you saw him break his thumb in the game, and then he popped that thing right back in like a boss. Right. Got right yeah. back in the game. Uh, looks like he's going to be missing next week. They're talking about surgery. They're talking about it maybe after the season. I don't really know. Uh, they they want Goff back for the playoff run, right? But they're they're trying to figure that whole mess out. It looks like it's going to be QB John Wolford hmm. coming in to replace Goff against Arizona. Not great news for Bears fans, especially no. with losing Daryl Henderson too. Malcolm Brown at least is serviceable though, you know. And so it's like it's not terrible for the for the Bears perspective because hey, by the way, we want the Rams to beat the Cardinals. If right. you, in case you weren't aware, we'll get to that a little bit later, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, uh, King Goffrey going down. Eh, it's yep. going to be a tough one, man. Well, there you have Hard our to pray with no thumb. Just ask Gardner. Yeah, our QB duds of the week. Now we're going to look at some of our running back duds of the week. Oh, that's me. Yes. Okay, Le'Veon Bale, running back fifty-one on the week in the win against Atlanta. Didn't really need him though. Seven rushes for thirty yards. One reception on three targets for nine yards. Daryl Williams, guys. I'd, uh, he might have passed Bell on the depth chart in case uh, the fresh principal Alaire doesn't come back in the playoffs. Yep. As a lot of a lot of people were asking, it's like with the Kansas City Chiefs coming out and saying they're benching all their starters. Does that mean they're benching Le'Veon Bell or Daryl Williams? I don't really mm-hmm. know. Yeah, that's that's going to be a tough one. So I don't I don't really know what to make of that one. And uh, if you're playing in Week 17, just stay away from the Chiefs' backfield. If you want to play Daryl Williams, I would just. Keep an eye on that right before game time to see if there's any kind of news on what kind yeah. of action he's going to be seeing. Uh, Josh Jacobs coming in for our second dutter spot, running back 38 on the week in the loss against Miami. Hey, the Raiders lost. Josh Jacobs loses. That's just how it's worked all season long. 13 carries, 69 yards, and that's pretty much it, folks. Next week against Denver, now they, as we've mentioned on this show, I think 
the last time you were in an episode, Denver's run defense is not what you would expect it to be just seeing the name. And so not an overly scary matchup, but again, Josh Jacobs kind of on the season. It's just been mm-hmm. just a little disappointing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, he's not a guy that he's, he's, he was on my uh, redraft team this year. Unfortunately, I only had the one redraft league that I played in this season, but uh, you know, I'm not a guy I'm going to be targeting next year. No, and if you had him, you probably had him for depth, right? Uh, I grabbed him in this as my second pick because I had Michael Thomas as my number one, and I really wanted a running back. And guess why Michael Thomas fell to me? Because everyone grabbed all the running backs. Yep. So that's just kind of the way it worked out uh, this year. But eh, next year, a whole new ball game. Next year, right. folks, whole <laughs> new ball game. And Mike Davis finishing out our running back duds. Running back thirty-one for the week. Uh, Fourteen carries, twenty-eight yards. Not. Good, not good. Bob does have the touchdown to save the day, so it's not a complete bomb. At least right. he didn't, you know, wreck your squad. But you know, eight points, not not so much. Next week against uh, New Orleans, Chris CMC is probably not going to be playing. But I don't know that you, you're going to want to be. Davis is out of gas, man. He at this point, he's just out of gas. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk some wide receiver duds of the week. Mike, you've got some wide receivers. For us. I, I do. So our biggest loser of the week is Marvin Jones, and I'm reading this again right. Wide receiver 85. That is awful. Yeah, that's down there. Yeah, Stafford. Yeah, Stafford hurt a lot of people. I, we figured that Detroit would have to keep up with Tampa, and so we kind of had Stafford as like a sneaky. You know, Stafford occasionally puts up monster games, and he so does. we thought that this would be a good opportunity because he would have to to keep right. up. Keep right. Scoring. And yeah, Marvin Jones suffered because uh, it was. If you don't know what happened, Stafford had an ankle sprain on like the second or third play of the game, early, really early, and then doing as Stafford does, just tries to beast mode through it, couldn't get it done. Eventually, gets replaced by you know uh, Chase Daniels, I, I believe, um, and. Daniels, nah, that was, <laughs> he's grossness. not going to do it. Huh? So, didn't get it done this week. So the big loss at Tampa Bay, three for three, only 19 yards. Going against Minnesota, ugh, you know, good luck with that if you have to play him. Uh, our second one, DJ Moore had a, a bad week, guys. Uh, he turned out as a wide receiver, 55. He was five for 10. So I'm assuming I didn't watch the game. He was he had to have some drops, right? Yeah, this this game I did not catch, unfortunately. Um, I didn't see it. I don't want to speak on it. (laughs) Well, he's five for ten. You know, that's not great. Yeah, Uh, but I mean, they could have been Teddy B because Teddy B. I do know that Teddy B. had a rough one too. And so, uh, in fact, a lot of people are questioning whether he's going to even be the quarterback next season now. (laughs) Um, So yeah. Um, So with DJ Moore, he's he's that boom bust play. He's 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 either going to do everything for you or nothing. And so. That's just what he is in this offense with Robbie Anderson being the number one. And I, and I did look it up before we were sitting here, a little pregame thing. I looked it up. So he had a big game the week prior to this. It was against Green Bay. Gives me a little hope that maybe one of our receivers can go off against Green Bay. I'm hoping. You know, at least one of them, right? There's going to be some opportunity there, and so it's just whether or not Mitch can find him, right? Yeah. And that depends on the pressure that they bring because, obviously, Mitch does not do great under pressure. So. Well, they should go back and watch last week's tapes. Yeah. See. You know, see what happened there. Yeah. So, and, uh, third worst, A.J. Brown, wide receiver 53. Uh, he was four for eight, 43 points. There was some weather there, which evidently hurt him. Uh, this week he's playing against Houston. Yeah, I don't think you can blame A.J. Brown for that game. It's just, it is what it is. A.J. Yeah. Brown, dutter in the, in the, in the playoffs, so. It happens. It's unfortunate. All right, let's round this out with some tight ends to close it off. Yeah, we're going to lead off with Robert Tunyon. Uh, Tunyon? I, like, I think I li- I'm saying that right. I like to think Funyon. Yeah, so yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, tight end 47 on the week when the win against Tennessee. One catch, two targets, 17 yards. Next week against Chicago, though, could uh, – hey, look, he's been the t- he's the tight end three on the year, guys. 
Hmm. Tight end three. Yeah. That I, I was surprised when I pulled that up. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, Hercules, 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 or that works too. <laughs> Tight end thirty-four in the loss against uh, Tampa oh, Bay. Uh, f- four receptions on six targets for twenty-three yards. Hey, look, the volume's there, so you got to be encouraged. And he's been great all season long. I don't think that you can really be too upset with Hercules with his performance on the year. I mean, t- tight end position is a wasteland for a reason. Yeah. Give the kid a break. Next week against Minnesota, not too worried about it. Go ahead and use him. And then finishing us out with Dallas Goddard, t- tight end 28 in the loss against Dallas. Look, Jalen Hurts, the crack started to show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told you that he wasn't really looking Goddard's way. I don't think we're surprised. I'm not looking to, to play Goddard next week against Washington. Okay. Well, that'll do it for this week's duds and – Closing out our studs and duds category coming off of week 16. Now we're going to take a look at some of the other performances coming off of that week that didn't quite make the top tier. We're going to look at some trust or bust. Just trust me on this, okay? I think they can trust me. They can trust me. Trust me, true believer. Do you trust me? You disgust me. How can you live with yourself? You sit on a throne of lies. And we've narrowed down our list of candidates in this week's trust or bust because, hey, it's the the pre-week 17 show, but we're going to be taking a look at some of these good performances that didn't quite make the studs category and see if these are performances we can count on, we can trust these, or if we can bust them, forget about them, and move on. So, we ready? First name we're going to talk about here, Brandon Allen, finishing QB10 on the week. Goes 29 of 37 for 371 yards and two touchdowns. Season week 17 versus Baltimore. What do you think, Brandon Allen, trust or bust? I'll I'll stick with Tony's opinion on this game. Um, He's playing Baltimore. I don't think he – I think he had a great week. I don't think you can trust him this week. It's Houston. Houston is not Baltimore. Right. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. I'm like, explanation needed? Really? No, no. I just bust. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Bust, bust. Next name on our list, we're looking at A.J. Dillon coming in at (laughs) – Running back six on the week, going 21 for 124 yards and two touchdowns, sees Chicago in Week 17. You know, I hate to say it. I, I would probably trust him against the Bears. I was going to say, this was a tough one to call. Yeah. I was looking at this, and my first reaction was bust. And then I thought about it. I was like, wait a second. I don't know how much um, Aaron Jones is going to be playing. Uh, Chicago's run defense isn't spectacular. They can be beat there. Now they can shut guys. They shut down Derrick Henry and AJ Dillon is kind of like was is like the baby Derrick mm-hmm. Henry, right? That Matt Lafleur brought in. So, yeah, I mean, it's there's bust potential, but there's also there's also another repeat potential as well. It's it's entirely in the realm of possibility. So I think yeah, you have a wide range here. I would say that you can definitely trust him as like an RB two. Yeah, Bears you haven't seen a heavy dose of AJ Dillon, right? And that's usually a bad thing for the yeah, Bears teams. That's true. That's yeah. true. All right, next up on our list, Gio Bernard. We're talking back-to-back strong performances of RB6, now RB10. Saw 16 for 65, seven receptions on eight targets for 66 yards, sees Baltimore in Week 17. What do you think, Giovanni Bernard? This one, I'm, I'm more torn on this one a little bit. There's no mixing, right? So that is an interesting thing. So he's going to get a lot of carries. He is playing Baltimore defense. Baltimore is going to try to show up. If, if you had a plan, you play him. You know, that's about it. I wouldn't be starting him over anybody, but I trust him in, like, maybe category. (laughs) Yeah, my only concern is that I'm not positive that Samaje didn't just earn himself the the between-the-tackles work and relegating Geo back to third-down work. Now, I think that either way you spin it, 
Gio's going to make his money in the passing game on this team. If he's going to if he's going to do anything at all, it's going to be in the passing area, right? And especially against Baltimore's defense, mm-hmm. right? So there is potential for Gio to have a decent game, but I think his upside is right in the decent range. Where mm-hmm. you're only looking at what the twelve to fifteen points tops, maybe. I I would be very surprised if you put up if you put up more than that. It would be because you know something a little fluky. You know what I mean? Like he took like a forty yard pass to the house or something like that, and so. So, you know, something to that effect. He's kind of like a medium floor, low ceiling guy. <laughs> yeah, medium, medium floor, low ceiling. That's exactly what I, what I'm thinking for Geo here. And so, especially against this defense, I'm not, you know, mid to low end RB3. You know, if you want to trust him for that role, sure. But I think that you can find better options. And in fact, I think you can find better receiver options and just play two running backs. You know, just flex a fourth receiver yep. or a third or fourth receiver. depending. Especially on Especially with all the injuries. We've talked about a few. There's people out there that you can play. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, like, again, we don't know what we're going to get out of Samaj. You might be able to play Samaj over Geo. And so when you have those kinds of questions and flags about a, a, a player, I'm not looking to touch him. I'd rather just wait out the week. Now, of course, this is the last week. So you're you're just kind of just passing on those kind of situations in this case. Right. Did okay. that make sense? I feel like that made sense. It, it made sense in my head. We're both like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. If you get better <laughs> option, you know. Yeah. 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 That, yeah that's that's the consensus there is. <laughs> eh, okay, yeah. if you have to. All right, next up on our list, Zach Pascal saw a week 16 going 3 of 6 for 64 yards and a touchdown. He's touchdown dependent, but sees a week 17 matchup versus Jacksonville. What do we think, Zach Pascal? I think Jacksonville does not want to win a football game. Right at at all, uh, I think Zach is is he's coming on. He is touchdown dependent, as it was mentioned. Uh, but Ty is hurt, right? I think he's a little banged up. Uh, I think he's still set to play, though, if I'm not mistaken. I could be well, wrong on that. Certainly, certainly watch that. Yeah, uh, no, if, keep yeah. an eye on that. If yeah. if, if Ty set to miss, that absolutely Pascal. Um, as of now. Because give me the juicy matchup, yeah, I'll trust the Mandalorian, man. I mean, they might not have to put up a whole lot of points against the Jacksonville team, so I don't know how much they're going to be passing. But, hey, Rivers hyper-targets. I don't know if you know anything about Phillip Rivers, but he (laughs) finds the guy he likes and he hyper-targets. For whatever reason right now, that happens to be Zach Pascal. So, hey, roll with it. It's because he likes his name. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's because he's he's a big fan of the Baby Yoda. It's the Baby Yoda thing. Everybody loves the Baby Yoda. Is, Is the Mandalorian because of Pedro Pascal? Yeah, yeah, that would be where that reference comes in. Thank you, Don. For for you confused listeners, thank Don. I, I yeah. thought maybe you were streaming like the explanation at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's all got to come. We're not that fancy yet. <laughs> no, I could, but no. Then yeah, then I wouldn't work. have a job on the show. <laughs> 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 all right, last up in our trust or bust category this week, we have Irv Smith, top three tight end, two of the last three weeks. Sees a week seventeen at Detroit. Trust him. Yeah, why not trust him? I mean, I'm I, I'm not looking to roll him over like one of the top you know, eight tight ends on the season. But if you need a streamer for the right. week, yeah, absolutely put him in your lineup. All righty. Well, that'll do it for this week's Trust or Bust. Coming off of week 16, looking ahead to week 17, it's time to ask if we should start, stash, or trash. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! And what used to be your favorite segment. Yeah. So now we're going to start off with some start, stash, or trash, looking at some players that uh, you should start, or, I mean, really, there's no sense stashing. Well, no, and actually, in this case, unless I'm, gonna give unless you, I'm, gonna, I'm going to be giving you some stashes. Ooh, okay. Yeah, a little sneak preview there. All right. Spoiler alert. Fun. Yeah. All right. Well, the first name we have on our list, we have Jalen Hurts versus Washington, top five against QBs. What do we think? It's tricky, because Jalen, uh, we mentioned, was a bit exposed. He was put out there a little bit last week. 
I would like to think they're going to try to get his confidence up, you know, going into the offseason. So he should get a big chance to play. The problem is the matchup, though, right? Matchup this is, is not the friendliest matchup it, for it, him to try to get some confidence going. It isn't, but he's got some feet. You know, he's got he's got some wheels too. Yeah, and so I think if Jalen gets it done, it's definitely going to be on the ground in this game. But I don't see him staying in the pocket very long at all. I I mean, with this defensive line and it, really the whole front seven, right. this group, this defense, man, we've been talking about it all year long. The 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 Washington football team, who shall not be named, yep. uh, <laughs> is you know they got a stellar defense and they're really going to get up, they really get up and get up to the quarterback, and so they're going to make Jalen move a lot. I just don't know that I can trust what's going to come out of his arm when he's on the move. See, and I kind of think if you have Jalen on, on your roster, you picked him up, you know, you had somebody good there, you were stashing him. He, he was a stash, right, in the beginning of the year. Yeah. So sure. now you might need him because somebody's down. You might not have gotten rid of your other quarterback option. Yeah, that's right. a fair point. So, that's a very and, fair point. And I think that, you know, if, if he's on your team, there's not going to be a lot of good streamers out there. I almost thought about grabbing him for Josh Allen against Pittsburgh. Yeah, because I didn't originally. I did not. I was weeks ahead of that. I was prepping for that, and sure. so yeah. If you're in a situation like that where you do have a stud, I would absolutely roll with that. Right. Yeah. Um. I have him as, as Jalen as a stash. Actually. Um. Remember, anyone you drop is fair game for your opponent to play. Now, what you can do is a lot of times waiver claim periods have like uh, at least one day, usually two. If you drop someone from your team, they cannot be picked up by anybody for like a full 24 to 48 hours. Check to see what your league rules are. And what you can do is like, I don't know, like Sunday at 1 o'clock in the morning or something, you know, go ahead and drop whatever players you want to drop and then pick up all the potential guys that could be picked up on game day from the wire and just, you know, load up your bench. It's a little bit of a cheap tactic, but it's the end of the season and your opponent can do the same thing to you. if If you're playing this coming week, it's championship. Right. In week 17, because of the uh, the benchings of star players and things like that, this is exactly why you don't want to have a week 17 matchup. And so, in, in all honesty, like you should be doing this and going to your commissioner and say, see, this is what <laughs> right. we don't want to have. Right. Can I ask hypothetical? If you had Jalen and he's sitting there and, and you could play him, but like Mitch Trubisky is out there on the waiver wire, what are you doing? Mitch against Green Bay. Um, unfortunately, I... I've been a Mitch Trubisky supporter pretty much since we drafted him. Um, I would not play him against. Uh, okay. I would not play Mitch at Green Bay against over rather Jalen Hurts in Washington. Yeah, no, I don't think I would I just, do that. Just wondering. I would because they're both talented defenses in their own right, right? And we know what Mitch's floor is. Jalen's floor is not as low as what Mitch's has been, and so that would be my concern. And I would rather take the higher floor versus the, you know. It, the Bears have to do it, and if they don't, they're done, right? And Mitch may all very well be done in Chicago if he doesn't right. do it yeah. done. So there's a lot on the line for to be sure, but it, I would still play the safer route for sure. Okay. Next up on our start, stash, or trash, we have Chris Carson was RB36 followed by RB27, and another tough matchup coming up against San Francisco. What do we think of Chris Carson? Uh, you are, I guess, stash is the word, right? If we're doing this, you're, you're not playing Chris Carson this week, I don't think. If you don't have to, yeah, I don't think you, you would. Uh, I would stash him as well. He didn't play in the matchup uh, earlier in the season, which makes it kind of a little bit tougher to gauge. Uh, he's running well. He doesn't look like he's looks like he's over the injury, and so uh, team isn't really playing for much though, and that's the problem. And so I don't know how much for Saad Penny, Carlos Hyde, uh, DJ Dallas that you might see. So yeah, okay. Next up on our list, Latavius Murray at Carolina, currently projected as an RB32. Yeah, he's going to crush that. I'm sorry, did I jump the gun here? No. no. I, um, 
got a little excited. There's a, there's a lot of <laughs> reasons. There's, there's a lot of reasons to think he would. Yeah. That, you know, um, Can you imagine? I mean, like, I get New Orleans is playing for seating, and so I don't think they're going to bench Kamara outright. But I don't think they need to use him as a workhorse. And they, Latavius Murray, that, that is his role, is the workhorse between the tackles, right? You're going up uh, uh, against Carolina, one of the worst rush defenses in the league. I mean, come on. Yeah. Is this not a smash play? Am I missing something? Why is he projected all the way down at 32? He, he's, I don't he, know. He's turned into a brilliant handcuff, right? He, he's been. And <laughs> yeah. in this game, I think that he he does this handcuff thing, and he has a monster game. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get no less than 12 carries, probably maybe as many as 15 to 18. And I think he's gonna smash with that. Where you're probably looking in like the what. 80 to 110 yards for the game with that workload against this kind of defense and maybe a touchdown, maybe two. Even without the touchdown, it's not bad. No, exactly. It's it's a very high floor. It's got Mm -hmm. a great ceiling. It's a great play. It's a great play, especially for like an RB2, RB3 spot. Come on. And you can maybe get them off waivers. Come on. Hmm? All right. Well, speaking of possible great plays here, we'll see what the guys have to say about this one. Darius Slayton versus Dallas. Well, Darius is... One of the guys to play if you have to play somebody on that team. Uh, I'd probably stay away from it, just the way I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you want to stay away from the New York Giants and Danny Dimes, I don't blame you at all. What I do know is that Darius Slayton does show up on occasion, and Danny Dimes does show up on occasion. And these guys can put up monster fantasy numbers. When they when they pop, they pop, right? And it's so basically it's just kind of streaming them correctly and it's kind of like the same it's kind of like start sit decision stuff right Mm -hmm. and so in this matchup i think sterling Shepard would probably be the better play if he's on the wire as well um with sterling Shepard, you definitely got the safer volume in in the floor and things like that however darius slayton is their over the top threat they're gonna want to win this game because if washington loses the winner of the new york uh, uh, giants dallas cowboys game goes to the playoffs not just goes to the playoffs hosts the first the wild card game that they play in yeah no kidding right and so um i think i think you're gonna see a lot from new york in this game it's dallas and dallas doesn't scare me they've been playing better as of late but okay i mean so to be fair so is new york to a certain extent, Danny Dimes has been playing injured, but um, yeah, I like Slayton over the top. And hey, look in in week five, eight of eleven for 129 yards against the Cowboys. It's 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 a pretty good, you know. It, the Cowboys are not good at the over the top burners, right. so I'm just I'm really big on Darius Slayton to have a big week. I mean, he could goose you, and you should know that about him before you play him. But if you're if you're a team that needs the boom week. Slayton's a great pick. Slayton's way better than uh, Shepard for that point. But if you need the safer play, it's going to be Sterling Shepard. Okay, and then the last one we've got for you, Mike Gesicki at Buffalo. Well, he had a he had a good game coming back. He had the targets. He's playing, uh, as we've talked about, one of the teams that we all like here the most. Big defense, but in some of these big defense that like to come after you, the middle of the field's open. Right? Kind of like some Bears teams. Yeah, no, and, and Buffalo has been very highly susceptible to the tight end position, for sure. Yeah, and y'all y- know how I feel about Kasiki. Right. <laughs> uh, big fan. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm for start as well. Well, right. there you go. We've got your advice for you Week 17 players for your start, stash, or trash. And if you're a Dynasty player just listening in, there's some information there to stash. Stash some of those guys for next year and be ready for them. Next up, we're going to go to the wire, diving a little deep for some deep diver waiver wire time. I think I'm going to get my ass kicked, sir. I don't think like that. Damn it to hell, don't go by the book. Think like a pirate. 
And starting off our waiver wire deep dive, we're going to look at some of our quarterback streaming options. First up, we have Philip Old Man River. Hey, Old Man River, zip it or I'll break your hip. I'd like to see you try it. He's going to see a matchup versus Jacksonville this week. Next up, we have Captain Kirk. He put me in the eye. Captain Insano shows no mercy. At Detroit, and I feel like we set these guys up just so I had a lot to play with at the end here. I mean, you know I like to mess with you as much as I can. Yeah. We don't have a drop for this next one. We'll get one soon. Uh, <laughs> Danny Dimes versus Dallas. Uh, we've also got uh, Andy Dalton against the Giants in a pinch. Yeah, he had a great week last week, so I think you could definitely look at him, but I'm not I'm not targeting that one. Yeah. Are you putting that game at a high score? Is that kind of your logic on that one? Uh, I'd like to. If this was in Dallas, I would. Okay. Uh, because it's New York, I think it's going to be weather dependent. If okay. the weather's fine, I don't see any reason this game doesn't go into high scoring. To be honest with you, the weather could be a little weird, right? Because we're getting some weather Friday. Should roll that way. Hmm. Yeah, so we'll we'll see we'll see how that that shakes out. But if if the, if this is an inclement weather game, then yeah, it's going to be tough to pass the ball, and so and, and it, all bets are off. Anything can happen, right? Uh, with Bradbury coming back, I mean, Amari might struggle a little bit, but you still have CD Lamb and Gallup's been on his hair. You still got Dalton Schultz. You got both Pollard and Zeke, and Dalton is running the offense. Yeah. He's doing what he should do as a backup quarterback. I don't see any reason why Cowboys can't put up points, and you know the Giants can put up points on the Cowboys. So I don't okay. see why not. Uh, and finally, as a QB stream option this week, uh, Drew Locke does have Las Vegas. So there's that. But that'll do it for your quarterback streaming options of the week. We're going to look at some of our running back deep dives now. And who do we got to lead off that list? Uh. Starting us out with Malcolm Brown. So with Daryl Henderson going down, Malcolm Brown is going to inherit the lion's share. Last man standing, guys, and that is a situation <laughs> we love for fantasy football. Yes, indeed. He's got the matchup against Arizona. That's not even a tough one. That's good. you got to be happy about that. Plus, no quarterback. Come on, Malcolm Brown. Oh, big game, big game. Ito Smith, uh, the Atlanta running back against Tampa Bay. Now, this one, uh, look, I'm not happy about this one, guys. But, hey, look, double-digit touches every week since week 12. If you're a team that, like, you're a wide receiver, quarterback, tight end, heavy, and you just, you're just you struggling to put starters out there, somebody that you can play at running back every week, Ito Smith is a guy that you can put into your lineup and not get nothing out of. So if you're if you're desperation play territory, okay? And then LaMichael Pirine. Now, this guy... I, I think I might like a little bit more than I should. He's uh, the Jets have the uh, they're in Foxborough against the Patriots this week. Uh, Frank Gore is done for the year and probably career with a lung contusion, um, not because of the injury, but because it's it's Frank Gore and infin- infinity only lasts for so long, right? right? <laughs> and so Lamichael Piran guys is back. He's healthy and he's ready to go. And against this New England defense. We've seen them get beat almost repeatedly, and it almost looks like the team's given up for the season, guys. I mean, look at uh, look at what uh, Savan Ahmed did against them two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. That was a huge game, right? So Piran could be in in line for something like that. Now, you know, obviously, we hope that he gets that kind of production. His floor is still low. Again, he's on the waiver wire for a reason, guys. Uh, but yeah, that's what I got. Okay. Who do we got for some wide receivers? Uh, Whiteout's f- familiar name on top here is Darius Slayton. We talked about him a lot. Yeah. So we Again, could or Sterling Shepard if he's on the wire, too, depending right. on what your team needs for this week. All right. Round, uh, number two, Cam Sims. Not a name everybody hears about all the no. time. No, this one I like. This one I thought was cool. I, I agree. So he had, uh, what, eight eight targets, right? He was – hold on. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> yeah, we had a hiccup with this in the pre-show, too, yeah. Uh, uh, 
He's had a good few weeks. Uh, this is important. <laughs> That's what we're relegated to. Eight targets in three of the last four weeks, and he's top 60 yards twice. And this is an important game for Washington. It is an important game. He had a great week last week. He also dropped a bomb. So his stat line would have been even better if he would have brought it out. Again, I didn't see that game against Carolina they played, right? Right. And so, yeah, I didn't see that. So you tell me. I mean, is that something to worry about? Was that, was that a very catchable ball? What was the deal with that guy? Uh, I think it was catchable. I, you know, I think it was just one of those that he had to bring in, and he didn't. Yeah, you know, so kind of like a Deontay Johnson, right, who exactly. we're trusting every week in our lineups. Yep. Okay, just checking. Yeah, all right. So, and then uh, Jacoby Myers. Uh, that is interesting. It's always hard to, to trust people on New England as such. Uh, Jacoby, to me, is definitely has some of the most upside. Uh, on that New England team, and a fair floor, I think, is my right. point for this guy. The five targets, uh, I'm sorry, less than five targets, only once since week seven. Right. So he he's got some kind of a short volume. Whether that turns into actual production, well, that's that's going to be the question, right? But when you're talking about volume floor on the Patriots, right, that might be as good as you get, and especially against the Jets. Yeah, and then then you got to like that matchup, yeah, so. for sure. All right, well, there's your wide receiver wire targets. Now let's look at some tight end streamers to finish off our category. Yeah, we're going to go with – I'm sorry, this is you. I, I was wondering, <laughs> but, you know, we, we could share. We I could, forgot. We could, we could I actually – I defaulted to our normal lineup here. We, we could actually do it together. We're we'll letting Mike oh, do it we'll together. <laughs> okay, you go first. Uh, well, what? Jonah Smith, uh, easy pick there. He's playing Houston play. I just want to give you Mike Kosicki because he was my Pandora box guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you may continue. Uh, yeah, Mike Kosicki, uh, we talk about him a lot. You know, yes. I've been here two weeks and um, spent a lot of time talking about Mike Kosicki. Uh, but he is, you know, the middle field could be open. He, he could be a good streamer if he's there. And then Irv Smith, we, we've actually talked pretty highly about him. Minnesota, that's his guy, or we think that's his guy, or the guy moving forward, or we hope in Minnesota. For a tight end, yeah. For a tight end playing, uh, playing against Detroit, you got to stream him if he's there. Yeah. Against Detroit, yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, look at Gronk last week. Right. Ooh. All right, well, that'll do it for this week's Waiver Wire Deep Diver Targets. Go ahead and check your waiver wires going into this weekend. See if any of those players are available for you. And get your championship one is your last chance for it. You don't get a second shot at the championship this season. You got to wait till next year. Yeah, no week eighteen this year, guys. No, no week eighteen this year. Maybe next year, <laughs> but not this year. Hey, that you means know what? We have an extra episode we have to do next year. That's true. Uh, I got to have to I'm do gonna, a longer season. I'm gonna have to rework my contract. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> hey, I think it's time to go gambling. <laughs> I've gambled away more money than you'll ever understand. Try me. That's right, it's time for some DFS smash plays. For all of you gamblers out there ready to make some money, we've got some obvious big-name choices that you must pick up here, your absolute smash plays, and then we've got some value adds here for you. Maybe make some roster space for your team. Take it away. Yeah, I'm going to send you guys gambling this week. Uh, so if Deshaun Watson is healthy, he will be my smash play as the high-priced quarterback uh, against Tennessee uh, at home, too. Danny Dimes is going to be my dark horse, high-risk. You know, Again, I there's a potential that this is going to end up being a high-scoring game, and Danny Dimes has to show up. And there's actual playoff implications on the line in this game. You're not going to see them just not care. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, Dalvin Cook against Detroit. Okay, that one's a little easy. That's a low-hanging fruit. But Latavius Murray against Carolina. Look, y'all know I like Latavius Murray this week. Yeah. A.J. Brown coming in at Houston. Oh, that's going to be a smash play, right? Darius Slayton, well, there's my gamble. Mm-hmm. That Hey, I'm telling you, the Giants love, love, love going over the top. 
The Cowboys love giving up plays over the top. <laughs> it's a match made in heaven. And Mark Andrews coming in as my tight end streamer of the week against Cincinnati. Hey, playoff line, playoff is on the line for the Ravens. They are going to show up in this game. Mark Andrews is going to have to be a red zone target in this game. And Mike Kosicki against mm-hmm. Buffalo, another team who's a little weak against tight ends. Yep. There you go. Take that advice. Go to your DFS sites. Make some bids. Make some money. Well, at the end of DFS... That means we're coming close to the end of the show, but we still have one final segment for you, and it's quite possibly the most important, or at least it's the closest to our hearts. It's time for a little Hometown Corner. Take it away. Yeah, we got Mike coming in, uh, doing his best impression of Matt Nagy here for us, just for the Hometown (laughs) Corner segment. Um, And hey, it was nice. I thought you looked familiar. I, I was told what to wear, guys. The beard and everything. I love it. I absolutely love it. I need his face mask, though, anyways. You know, yeah, the the gator. Oh, I love that gator. It's a nice gator. Uh, That's all I wear. I don't don't wear the regular mask. I wear the thick stuff. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, you know... It was nice to see Jacksonville decide that they didn't have to come out out of the locker room after halftime. You know, they they put up a decent fight in the first half. They they made it the game, and they said, "Okay, well, we 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 saved face. We saved ourselves from embarrassment. We know that we can at least compete in an NFL game. Uh, let's not lose Trevor Lawrence, guys. Stay healthy. Don't get hurt out there." Right. Uh, and, you know, as a person who makes a few friendly wagers every week too, uh, seeing the Bears, I, I was really heavy on the Bears this week. Uh, as a I, lot, every, you had to be. Everybody yeah. really. This, this is as close to a lock game as you're ever going to get. Right. But then 10 10 at half, everybody was a little worried. <laughs> so, talk, talk, I mean, you're like, oh my God, the Bears did it again. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I thought it looked okay. Yeah, no, the, the score was a little worrisome on the surface. Yeah, watching the game, I, it, it was pretty clear the Bears had it in hand. It was just a matter of, you know, Glennon was able to move the ball a little bit better on our defense than he should have in the first half. They didn't get after him. You no, know, they really didn't. Day. And yeah. it's, this, it's the same story all year long. And I'm finally. Finally, finally seeing reports, guys, of Chuck, Chuck Pagano playing for his job. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm seeing the reports. I, yeah. I'm telling, please, I don't want the guy to get fired per se. I want him to get aggressive. Right. You know what I'm saying? If it, he's 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 a great coach, and he's got the tools at his disposal to have, be considered a great defensive coordinator, have great production. He's just got to use them correctly, and that's just he's not. And he, yeah, you you saw in the second half what happened when the defense got a little aggressive. I mean, look at the, Rokon with two picks in the game. Come on. Rokon, uh, how is he not a pro bowler? I would just have to throw that out there. Now, I know he's young. He's, no, he's young. consistency. He's one of the high, highest well, rated. I, I mean, look at, is, is Tremaine Edmonds a pro bowler? I got to look that up. But with Roquan, uh, they, they were drafted together. And I've, I, 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 for their careers, I've always comped those two together. And sure. so... With Roquan, it's honestly, it's honestly just uh, consistency. He doesn't show up every week. There are weeks where he makes great plays, but it's kind of like Khalil Mack. Like, are you really happy with the hundred and sixty million dollar contract we gave Khalil Mack? Right? Not for how much he's showing up. No. And for a top, what was Roquan like a seventh or eighth pick of the draft? Yeah, he's high. I, I want to say, yeah. Are you are you necessarily happy with that Georgia product? I believe. Yes, you're, yeah. you're right, Georgia product. I want to say he played outside linebacker too, which is what I kind of expected him to play in right. our system. But uh, you know, with the three four system, I kind of get it. And so, um, you know, yeah, I'd love to see more and more. Every year he's he has been growing. It's been steadily getting better. The question is, is how long does he need to get up to speed to where he needs to be? Because we need to see some kind of consistency out of this guy. I'd rather have less big, flashy plays and more consistent play out of him. But 
that being said, he is one of the tackling leaders on this team. Right. So at least there's that. But Trevathan, look at Trevathan coming up. Finally, you know, a little downfield running. He's going after some people. He's staying aggressive. This, is, this has had to have been his best year in a Bears uniform, right. period. I, like, by a lot, right. I think. I For the first time, I actually went, holy crap, Trevathan looks great. Uh, you know, well, I I loved him coming in from Denver. I loved it. Uh, he, in all honesty, in my opinion, over Von Miller, I thought I thought Trevathan was going to give Von Miller a run for his money for def- the, the MVP for that Super Bowl against the Panthers because uh, Von Miller happened to get get the turnovers, but it was Trevathan that was causing them right in, in in that game. And so, yeah, I was huge on Trevathan coming into Chicago, and then just didn't look good. Looked slower. Looked aged. Looked hurt. He'd been hurt a lot. He was, he was hurt a lot. And so, yeah, it's just, it's good to see both those guys playing at a at a strong level, especially going into this game against Green Bay. Right. Speaking of which, this yeah. is the showdown, huh? It is. I guess this is where we uh, didn't want to be, but wanted to be. Yeah. No. You know. It, you, you. That is a great way to put that. Uh, so. you, you know. Um, look, I'm not going to be surprised if Green Bay comes out here and destroys us. I'm not going to be surprised if we come out here and stomp Green Bay because I'll, I'll tell you what. This is not the same team that you saw five weeks ago. Right. The, the offensive line is playing a much different game. The offense as a whole is playing a much different game. Now, unfortunately, this isn't the same defense you saw about five weeks no. ago either. <laughs> yeah, right, but you were talking about the defense, and I think that's the biggest key to this game. If they, they get aggressive. They have to be aggressive. They have to get after Rodgers. You saw what they happened the first to, time. They have to bang up Rodgers a little bit, so they're, they felt compelled to get him out of the game. You, you can't imagine that they're going to play the de- defensively, schematically, they're going to play it the same way they played it last time no. in, in Lambeau, right? Yeah. You like figure a, they got to get more aggressive. A, a, a cover no one type. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the, well, it wasn't It wasn't like a, a cover two or a cover three. It was a cover everybody. It was no three, three four-man pass rush every play, and we're just going to try our best to cover everybody and limit Rodgers' options. Well, no, just get in his face and limit what he can see. Make him just throw the ball up in the air, right. man. You know, like, come on. Ah, well. Enough of that train. <laughs> <laughs> but so so here's the way it's going to work out with these uh, the playoff implications here. So... For the Bears to make the playoffs, they either need to win against Green Bay or the Rams need to beat Arizona. Without King Goffrey, without Cam Akers, without <laughs> Daryl Henderson, it'll be an interesting one. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> look, <laughs> I, I'm, without King Goffrey, I'm still not positive that's not a good thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> I know. But, uh, hey, uh you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But based on this game, I, I don't. What do you What do you think? So, uh, Mitch blows it up, or Mitch puts up a dud. Okay, what are we looking at here? Does it change the outlook of this Bears team going into next season? Right. You know, I in some ways I think it does. So if Mitch has a good game, or he doesn't make like uh, the mistake he made last week, <laughs> which was an awful pass. Yeah, the, that end zone pass. But I, I honestly, I don't think that that pass registered as much. If he has a similar game to who he had last week and has that same pass, right, right, um, I think you pardon him because I, I the agree. rest of the game was good enough. And, You're allowed to have a couple bad passes. It's 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 the timing crucial in the red zone. Yeah, that makes it tough. It, it is, and when the announcers are saying, you know, and these are quarterback announcers that are, are talking about you, and they're basically comparing you to a high school football player. That's a bad thing. When you're, you know, first round draft pick and maybe the face of a franchise, so called. I am, I am not very personally concerned about what the announcers say. Unless I, it's no, Tony I Romo, I'll, but, I'll go with Romo. Here, here's how the Bears you know, but, win, though: if he can be consistent, not throw interceptions, put up low two hundred yards, and they get, um, you know, Montgomery going. 
I think that's how they win this game. You beat up the defense by running the ball. You beat up the offense by going after them. I think you're that, exactly right, and that's exactly where Green Bay's been weak is right. the is the run game, is the run defense. Now, they have been known to hyper-focus the run. Like, they shut down Derrick Henry last mm-hmm. week. Right? Now, granted, that was a weather game, too. and But, I mean, they've been fairly successful about, against running backs at times. And so it's... Do they try to shut down Mitch? Do they try to shut down the running game? I think if you shut down the running game, you do shut down Mitch. Right. And so I feel like that's the exp- approach I would expect to see from the Packers. Mm-hmm. And so I don't expect Montgomery to have a huge week this week. I don't ex- I expect him to struggle trying to get the running game going. And I think you're going to see vintage Bears where they try to abandon the run game and pass to open up the running game. And then you see Mitch, you know, I look – I don't think Mitch is the same quarterback that we saw in the beginning of the year either, though. And so I don't think that you're going to see, like, vintage Mitch. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's not a, he's not Pat Mahomes. He didn't transform overnight. He's still Mitchell Trubisky. Look, the dudes, every quarterback makes mistakes. You look at Baker Mayfield, who had an outstanding finish to the season. Look at what he did last week. Right. Look at what he's done in other games this season. Patience, guys. This is the problem that I've had with Mitch in Chicago is really the fan base not giving him patience mm-hmm. because it's like if he doesn't have to have a perfect – he's allowed to have mistakes. All quarterbacks are allowed to have mistakes. Rodgers is going to have mistakes in this game. And so at that point, it's, it's, it's staying patient and seeing what he does – before and after that, on both sides of the the mistakes, and seeing if is he getting it done outside of that? Because I'll tell you what, every player in the field is going to have mistakes, man. And if you get on a guy, I'm concerned that this dude's not going to want to stay in Chicago. Even if he, what if he tears up Green Bay? What if he doesn't sign with us next year? Now, that's a real possibility, guys. Well, and yeah. and I agree, but maybe the flip is that he feels somewhat motivated. You know, by Nagy and the benching, and he's alluded to that a little bit too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm just I'm watching these post game press conference. The, the the only thing that's got me worried is I'm watching his attitude, and guys, he is not happy in Chicago. He he looks like he wants to cry every time he had someone talks to him. Every time a reporter gives him a question about uh, his thoughts on staying in Chicago after the season, legit, his whole demeanor changes. He straight up looks like he wants to like. Could introvert into himself, cry a little bit, and his the response he always gives is: "Right now, we're just focused on one game at a time. We're just going to take it one game at a time. We're going to focus on next week and get it done next week, and that's all. That's all we're going to yeah. do." And he, he doesn't want to talk about it. No, and I'd say historically, up till like the last few games, that's always what he did. And Nagy was feeding him those lines. Yeah, but you didn't see the time. Like, look at it. Look at him. You know what I mean? Like, he straight up looks sad, man. He'll be happy as a clam two seconds before that. You bring up staying in Chicago, his whole demeanor <laughs> changes. I'm telling you. Uh, you could, if, you're, if you're curious, you, uh, ChicagoBears.com. You can find the video on the videos. Uh, you can see all the post-game press conferences. But, yeah, no, uh, I'm worried about it. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm really worried about it. And, and that, he'll probably end up staying here. He probably will. I would imagine that um, – He's getting the support that he needs now, and right. that he's going to be happy about it. But at, at the same time, I'm I'm still a little bit upset about how we treated the poor kid because when you look at his stats, yeah, compare him to Grossman's blows Grossman out of the water. Oh yeah, compare him to Cutler, kind of on par with mm-hmm. Cutler while he was having his bad seasons and developing and progressing and figuring out who he was as a quarterback. I'm pretty happy about that. I was very happy about that, right. and so I'm very excited to see what Trubisky can do with his career. In all honesty, I'm kind of I'm kind of rooting for him to go over to Pittsburgh. Oh, that's interesting, interesting move. I I think he's back because the Bears are going to finish uh, in too good of a spot to draft a good quarterback, and yeah, I don't know what right. kind of free agents are going to be out there. No, exactly. I don't think the Bears have a choice but to pay right. the kids some money. Right. Yeah. 
So, yeah, we'll see how he does against Green Bay, but it's going to be very telling, man. Yeah. Nagy. I heard Nagy's going to be keeping his job. That's, I think I heard, too. Coming out of the six-game losing streak, everyone was sure he was going to be losing it. And then, you know, the three-game winning streak, I think, is what saved. Putting him in the playoff talks, I think, is what saved his job for another year. Because you got to remember, he's under contract for two. So it is a lot of money to burn if you mm-hmm. fire him now. And so it's kind of like giving him another year. Ryan Pace has got one more year left on his contract. And he's the guy that a lot of people think that... I don't know. Yeah. Um, but with the way that his team has been playing, the caliber, the the character, I want to say, of the guys that he's been drafting and the team that he's been putting together is really the focal point of his method- methodology. And so I think that with what we see as a result of that, I think there's enough there to justify it, justify right. keeping pace around. Yeah. I, recently he's done well. I, I would agree. I think, in my opinion, the only guy that's got to go is CEO Ted Phillips. I, I would agree with that, too. You know, he, he's a money guy. He's doing all that. Um, I think uh, we talked about this kind of, I think, last time I was here. McCaskey has not proven that he knows how to put winners out there. <laughs> yeah, the problem is, is last week we said it was a uh, – basically hold out for the Jacksonville game because this is not a real game. They are not actually going to try to win this game. If they if they go up into the second half with a lead, they're going to be running the ball back into their own end zone for safeties for the Bears right. to make ensure their number one pick. So it was, it was wait for the Green Bay game. So, yeah, we're basically revisiting the Bears at this I point. Know. You know, uh, Nagy wears visors. Love used to wear visors. Maybe the problem, the Bears had a lot of good visor-wearing coaches. Maybe they have to go with a guy who won't touch a visor. Yeah. That's probably the problem. I like it. There are a lot of good <laughs> options out there too. I'm looking at a lot of the guys that they're talking about. I mean, you got you got a bunch of guys coming out of Kansas City that are about right. to be available for uh, promotions that somebody's going to pick up and hire, right? Um, the Rams. The Rams have an old Bear coach on that that they're they're talking about possibly coming back for a head coaching stint. But again, I think. There's a lot of great candidates out there, and if there was a time to replace GM and head coach, I feel like this might be the off season to do it. However. Man, I, it looks like they're going to be hanging out for just one more year. I, I think what we need to do is compile all those names, put them in one long video, and just send it off to the organization and say, hey, we we made decisions for you. Here you go. Oh, yeah, just give them our picks. Uh, at that point, I'd be hiring myself as GM. Right. right. Just, me for GM. Oh, Let's go. There we go. I just well, social media, get this going. It'll go viral. I'm, I'm, just I'm a, a random thought I had because I haven't thought about it this way, but there haven't been no fans in the stadium, right? There's no fans. Sure. Uh, if they lose against Green Bay, uh, fan, you know, everybody's spirits are going to be down. Sure. So then if they go into sort of a rebuild, which you're doing, if you get rid of the GM head coach and do all that, right. and you bring in Mitch to kind of, you know, mind the ship, do they lose fan base? Do they start losing revenue? Are people going to come back to the Bears? That's kind of an interesting way. Yeah, and though from a business perspective, I think you're right on the mark. And so, and in that case, I, if they're going into a full rebuild, I don't think they pay Mitch. If they're getting rid of Pace, I'm telling you, Trubisky and Pace are tied. Whatever happens to one is probably going to happen to mm-hmm. the other. Now, there is a scenario where Pace leaves and they keep Trubisky but not go into a full rebuild. If they go into a full rebuild, I don't see the point of keeping Trubisky, right? And so... I, it all because of the money thing. Yeah, you yeah. you know they're losing Kyle Fuller. You know they're losing Akeem Hicks and a myriad of other guys. And right. so it's at that point, yeah, you might be right. Going into a full rebuild this year with who we have to lose in order to do that, that that would yeah. alienate a big part of the fan base. And we've already lost. The NFL has lost oh, a yeah. huge portion of the fan base, not just because of COVID, but also because of the, the social uh, in all honesty, I'm, I'm going to get a little tangent here, but the SJW stuff. Right. I, I I travel a lot. I go to a lot of for my main job. What I do that I actually get paid for because we don't get paid for this. By the way, guys, we do this for you for free. 
And <laughs> the job I actually get paid for, I travel a lot. I talk to a lot of guys in factories. I go to factories all over the country. And you'd think there'd be a lot of football fans there, right? I'm struggling to find football fans in the factories. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's like everyone, the first time I bring up football, they always talk about the same, same, same thing. And that's all the SJW stuff is just a major turnoff. They just don't want to deal with it. They don't want to watch it. They don't want it. it, it they're, they're sick of it. And that's the risk you run when, you know, you when you bring up anything that's polarizing, right. you're going to polarize your we, audience. I, I think we could, that's something we could Which probably do what an I'm entire, doing right now. Yeah, we could probably do an entire episode on that. And so, SJW stuff, please no. Yeah. I don't want to. Go to a different that, podcast. That we, we've already yeah. basically we do done an entire here. We, we basically done we an just entire lost episode half of po- Hometown Corner. We, we, we just lost half hey. the podcast fans to his point. No. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, right? I'm not picking a side, guys. I'm just telling you what's happening <laughs> yeah. to the community. The well, community's what? hurting. you got to get everyone back into football. I'm telling you. Right. Everything you yeah, can. Make it about the sport. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, and it is. It is. I, I keep telling what I What I tell people is, look, I don't really care about the SJW crap because you know what? I care about the game. The game itself actually brings a lot to not not just a, a community, an entire community of millions of people, right? We know what the fan base is, but the fantasy football community as well, which is a separate, albeit tied community. Mm-hmm. It, it look you you go back to ancient Rome, you go to the gladiator games, right? We need competition. We need stuff that's going to unite us. Uh, tribalism. Tribalism is part of humanity. So if you don't control that overtly, right, you're going to end up with it controlling you. And so as a society, I think football brings that to the table for us because it gives us a reason to have, and it gives it to us in a way that has been brought to us over a hundred years now. This NFL is celebrated over a hundred years, right? Over a hundred years, we've learned how to do this the right way. We've learned how to give each other crap, talk smack, mm-hmm. and have fun, roast each other in a way that doesn't actually upset anybody that it's all friendly it's all and it it gives us what we needed from a human nature football is a great game for i got a whole article i'm trying to write to that i want to put up on our website once we get our website up and going um but yeah no i love the game of football the game of football i think is one of the greatest gifts on this planet and as a human race we should be enjoying this and spread the love guys spread the fun spread the cheer spread the game of football okay yeah, that was yeah. One of the, I, I say you could tell he means it by the energy yeah. in the room right now. No, I, I, sincerely, <laughs> I have a passion for this game. There's a reason why I'm doing this podcast, and it's not actually because I want to do a fantasy football. I don't want to be a fantasy football analyst. I don't want to be a podcaster. I want to be involved in the game of football. I want to work within the realm of the game of football, whether I'm a scout, whether I'm in front office, whether I'm doing analytics, whether I'm doing fantasy football, as I'm doing here. I just want to be involved with the game. I want to spread my love of the game. I want to spread my knowledge, and I want to help people understand and love and appreciate this game. That's why I'm here. And so you guys viewing, you viewers helping us out, supporting the show, tuning in every week. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for letting me be here for you. Thank you for the opportunity. And thank you for coming back week after week. Awesome. I think I need to note, throw another segment drop in there because Hometown Corner ended a while ago. Yeah, I think you're right. But hey, this is the end of the season. At this point, we're just chit-chatting. We're having fun. At That's least true. I am. I, I seriously, like, I think I said it last time Mike was on. I was like, I could just set the set the camera, put you guys in front of microphones, say bears, and walk and away go. for Pretty much. three hours, get a week's worth of content. We're going to get that going this offseason. We're going to have awesome. a special episode. Yeah, maybe we can do a, a postseason wrap-up on the bears, and Sounds I'll just kick idea. my feet up and let you guys go. Yeah, All right, well, <laughs> that'll do it for this week's Hometown Corner, <laughs> which means that'll also do it for this week's episode, our week 16 episode. 16 episodes through most of the season. So got one more episode left for you as part of our regular season. Make sure you join us next week. I want to thank you all for watching the Shy Guys Football Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, shyguysfootball at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, on YouTube. You can leave a comment down below on YouTube right here if you're watching us. 
You can find us on Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio Podcasts, and I think there's a couple others that just got yeah. added. Uh, pretty much all of them. Yeah, we're at this point. We're, pretty, you, we're pretty much all of You can find us on podcasts. <laughs> Make sure you get inside of our fan giveaway. Make sure you get in touch with us if you have any questions going into this week. you got to win that Week 17 championship if you're playing one of those. For all of you Week 16 winners, congratulations for your Week 17 championship winners. Free congratulations because if you're watching, you're going to win. And also we want to say uh, Happy New Year to all our fans because we are recording this right before. So... I guess that means... See you next year. We'll see you next (laughs) year. On that one, goodbye. Peace out.